0: Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, you'll have ad-free episodes, and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are
2: LA Tech
1: and this is my grown-up voice (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to the we are la tech podcast i have another la startup spotlight for you so excited to be bringing kinsey into the we are la tech office to share with you start engine start engine has been doing amazing amazing things for crowdfunding is that how you would say crowdfunding Or crowd investing. Uh, You could say both of those things or equity crowdfunding is what we say. Equity crowdfunding. And she is going to share with you the kind of impact they're making on the LA tech community and beyond, not to sound so commercial, but it's true. They're not just servicing LA, right? You're servicing... Yeah, anywhere in the States and Canada. Oh, there. I like Canada. Me too. I can't wait to go back. I just had lunch with the Canadian consulate. I was so excited. I was like, please send me to Canada.
2: (laughs) Really? What do they do with the Canadian consulate? I
1: don't know, but as long as they send me to Canada, yeah, we're good.
2: <laughs> I'm Kinsey Cronin and I am the director of business development at StartEngine. I help companies take advantage of the new laws that will help them uh, take on investment from everybody rather than just accredited investors. That's sort of the key to it. And
1: uh, I mean, what are the new laws? When did this happen?
2: It all started with the Great Depression.
1: By the way, you guys, this is her grown up voice telling a grown up story. Are you guys ready? <laughs>
2: Once upon a time, (laughs) there was America. And in America, there were companies like Ford Motors. If you wanted to buy stock in a new company like Ford Motors, that was an option. And a lot of companies got funded that way. Then there was the Great Depression which was caused by the stock market crash. And during that time, the government created the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and their job was to prevent fraudulent activities from happening with the stock exchange. One of the things that they did is they created a new rule, which said that in order to invest in an early stage or growth company, you had to be an accredited investor, which meant you had to have a certain amount of wealth. And wealth was was really the only thing that determined whether or not you would be allowed to make these investments. And the reason they did that is because really wealthy people, if they were making a bad investment, could afford to lose their money and still eat. And because they were so wealthy, were more likely to have been savvy enough to get rich in the first place. So they were probably making better decisions. That was the thought process behind it. So for the last 80 years that's how companies have gotten their investments, only from accredited investors. But that's a very, very small percentage of the population. As, this is super interesting. As, yeah. So all kinds of things happened during that 80 years, like the internet happened, and um, there were some recessions that happened, and good stuff and bad stuff. And it all sort of culminated in a realization that uh, it didn't make sense anymore to keep that limitation. And technology was there to protect small-time investors, and to monitor the offerings of this equity. And so this blanket rule was not the best way to handle the situation anymore. So the JOBS Act, have you heard of the JOBS Act?
1: I mean, it, tell everybody about the job. Yeah. So
2: the JOBS Act, it stands for Jumpstart Our Business Startups, and it was signed in 2012. And there was a lot of work that went into it. And the funny thing is not that many people talked about it, even though it made some really, really monumental changes. And one of the reasons for that might be that it changed something that previously people weren't allowed to do, so they weren't really very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So it passed in 2012, but it took several years of legislation to actually Bring the right rules into place so that it could go into effect and and work. And for a lot of people, it wasn't clear if this act was actually going to mean anything because some laws had changed that technically made certain things allowed. But it was so hard to do all the necessary steps to actually start raising money that they didn't really use it. I'm going to talk about three parts of it. Okay. There's Title Two, Title Three, and Title Four. Title Two uh, was the one that allowed you to actually go wide and solicit your uh, the opportunity so solicit the raise so that meant that you could go onto a website like AngelList and explain yourself and reach out to investors that you don't already know Uh, they still have to be accredited investors but you can pitch yourself that way so now for people who don't know what
1: AngelList is can you kind of give a brief overview what is AngelList
2: AngelList is a place where you can go and you can pitch – you can put up information about your company and your deck and ask for investment from a community of accredited investors who might be able to fund your company. And it's a great tool. Um, But you weren't allowed to go out and bring in people who weren't accredited. So the process of becoming approved on AngelList is, is one that requires that you show how much money you have, and it has to be a lot of money.
1: Right. What are some of the core differentiators between like StartEngine and other sites like AngelList? Because it, it is a lot different, right?
2: Yeah, it's pretty different. And and the reason it's different is because the other titles that we operate under, Title 3 and Title 4, they allow you to reach out to non-accredited investors, which means that the whole marketing process is totally different. Instead of going after a very small group of accredited investors who do this all the time, you're marketing yourself to people who care specifically about you, often more than they care about being an investor period right um, and for for many companies that are taking advantage of this some of their investors will be only will invest in them and won't be out there looking for other companies to invest in the difference is is definitely in the audience and because of that you know if you're not an accredited investor or you're not an entrepreneur you don't really have any reason to go onto a, a site like angelist basically anybody can go on start engine and be interested in the companies that are that are on it
1: but like so someone like me, I can just normal everyday average Jane can go on can go on start engine and invest be an e- participate in equity funding of a company.
2: What you can do is you can go on start engine um and you can find a company that is doing something you're passionate about and that you believe is going to um succeed and that you want to help succeed and you can be an angel investor even at a low amount. So right. The companies will set their own minimums, but a common minimum is $600. Other companies will have lower minimums, like $200, and others will have higher, like 2000 But they're more accessible to every, an everyday person who isn't necessarily trying to stake a whole bunch of money in something, but might want to support a company that does something that they like. And who founded StartEngine? StartEngine was founded by Howard Marks and Ron Miller. Howard was also a founder of Activision. Ron has been a serial entrepreneur with a bunch of companies. Um, Ron is currently the CEO, and Howard is the chairman. And
1: uh, what kind of companies has uh, Start Engine already done equity funding
2: for that we may take note of? We had a really great success um, in January. So so last year, on June 20th, June 20th, 2015, is when the very first Title IV campaigns were allowed to... So, that was when the regul the Title IV law came into effect on June twentieth, of twenty fifteen, and Start Engine launched one of the very first Regulation A plus Test the Waters campaigns. And uh, the company was Elio Motors, and they they got to take advantage of this thing called Test the Waters, which is very cool and entrepreneurial, and it allows the company t- to create a a campaign page, create a video, and start soliciting indications of interest. In other words, if you are interested in a test the waters campaign, you could put your information in and say, "I would like to invest five thousand dollars in this company." But then you don't actually have to do it, and and you can't do it until they've gone live with their actual launch. So later, when they went live, they might come back to you and say, "Hey, remember that five grand you wanted to invest? You can do it now. Let's do it. You can be an investor." So. They got a ton of indicated interest. I think it was forty seven it was forty seven million in uh, indicated interest, and they raised that pretty quickly as well. Um, it took them a couple of months to actually start filing with the SEC. They put in their filing and then they launched their campaign in November. at a They launched their campaign on StartEngine. So yeah, so they launched their Test the Waters campaign on StartEngine. And then in November, they launched their live campaign on StartEngine at a really terrible time, like a couple days before Thanksgiving. Um, it was not a great time for anybody to be seeking investment. <laughs> However, they did really well. So they closed at $16.92 million. Their average investment amount was only around $2,600 per investor. And they got... About 6,500 investors.
1: Perfect. And kind of bringing it back for a second, why Why
2: LA? Why be based in LA? For us? Yeah. Well, it's been very important to our founders to help create um, the LA tech scene. Um, Start Engine was actually an accelerator here uh, before the company pivoted to become a platform. So this is where we live. This is a place that we really believe in. So, I mean, why not here? Where else would we go?
1: (laughs) And as people are listening, they're going to want to cyberstalk you, us multitaskers. Where can they find out more about StartEngine online? Um, www.startengine.com.
2: And uh, how can they connect with you? Are you on Twitter? Yes. So we're uh, at StartEngineLA is our handle on Twitter. Uh, The same handle is on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page, too. Perfect. And if
1: you had one ask of the community, if you could ask for anything, um, what would that ask be?
2: Um, I would say for the community, learn about the rules. Learn about your options. Equity crowdfunding is not right for every company. Um, And there's a lot of different ways these days because you also have regular crowdfunding campaigns, which can be a great way for companies to get recognition and and get started. Um, And then some companies would rather have an investor um, who can be a mentor to them. But in a lot of cases, this is a really, really great option. So I would say learn about it, figure out what the rules are, because Because you want to have all the information at your disposal when you decide how to take on funding and how you take on that funding can really define the future of your company. It's really important to understand the terms that you accept. Um, And in the case of equity crowdfunding, those are terms that you write for yourself. Um, And it becomes a take it or leave it opportunity. That can be really powerful. So I would say do your research. Um, Call me. I'll tell you all about it. I
1: love the way you answer the question. However, like, if you had, like, Something that the community could do to support Start Engine, like something to be involved in the Start Engine ecosystem, what would that ask be?
2: Oh, well that would be go on and check out the companies on the platform. And if you like what they're doing, invest in them. Because we all know that not every company is going to be successful, especially startups. Um, we know the statistics there. But If you're supporting a company, even if it doesn't end up becoming the next Uber or Airbnb or whatever, you're still helping to support innovation. You're helping to create jobs. um, You're helping to give entrepreneurs a chance to achieve something. And I think that's really important. Are you from L.A.? No, I'm from Massachusetts. So when did you come to L.A.? I came to L.A. in 2007. And what brought you to L.A.? College. Uh,
1: and you de- did you decide to stay for tech? When did you get involved
2: in the tech world? Oh, I got involved in the tech world pretty recently. So Start Engine is, my first, is the first tech foray company. into tech. It is, yeah. And um, what attracted you to tech? I kind of fell into it. <laughs> I really did. I, the, the whole concept, the process, uh, the company, everything about the company made me excited to work at it, and I didn't know about tech. Um, I didn't understand I guess it it just I had heard about tech I had watched Silicon Valley (laughs) that was kind of it but um and everything that happens on that show is true well (laughs) that's what I've learned Uh, no um but one thing that I love about tech is the culture of the overall community and that might sound so cheesy I bet it does but I previously worked in other industries and I was shocked and I continue to be shocked at the way that people in tech in LA specifically and in some other cities that I've been able to travel to um, support each other. There's such a strong community of mentorship, of relationships, and people don't necessarily just want something from people all the time. They sometimes just want to have a conversation and there's um, I think this unique kind of friendliness that that comes in never knowing who the next Mark Zuckerberg is. So there's way less sort of reading somebody and then um, deciding that you don't want to talk to them. And I really like that. And I also get to do so much virtual reality. It's so cool. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: So before before Kinsey came in the office, she was telling me this wicked cool story. She was at Ideas Los Angeles, this, this awesome uh, event that I actually happened to MC last year. And um, she met this cool guy, what's his name, Dan, Dan Collins? Dan Collins. Danny Collins. Or Danny Collins. And it was really trippy because he had said that he wrote, and I wasn't there. This is like me retelling Kinsey's story, but that he had wrote a sci-fi novel. Is that right? Yeah. And so she just kind of assumed that, of course, like... What does this have to do with tech? Nothing? And then she got into it, and it was really interesting the kind of um approach and perspective he had in life, and where his interest and how he could very much be in the tech world without even knowing he's in the tech world, really, right? So uh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Danny Collin. So what's Danny's website? Let's give Danny okay, a let's shout give out. Danny a shout out. So right. Danny
2: is a cre- he's a creative director. Cool. Uh, so he does, and he's a copywriter. A copywriter,
1: and he's. We're an gonna author. snap his card too. So cool. everybody in snap. By the way, if you're not following We Are LA Tech on Snap, it's We Are LA Tech on Snap. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no spaces. Um, I love my snap. Okay, yeah. So um, so yeah. So Danny was talking to me, and he was saying that he was um, in marketing, which I thought hey, let's talk because so many companies that come on Start Engine love to meet good marketing companies. Um, but it turns out that he's also a sci-fi novel writer, which was so cool. And he had written a series. of the, the original book is The Unincorporated Man. And he started telling me what the book was about. And it was so interesting. There were so many parallels to um, equity crowdfunding, which is bizarre. But in his story... And and if he listens to this, I hope he likes the way I describe it because this is what I picked (laughs) up from our conversation. (laughs) But, yeah, so he – it's about a man who lives – or a man who travels to a futuristic world in which every person has an investor or set of investors. And um, so basically if you can imagine – um, one of those programs where you can sponsor a child in another country. Um, this is similar to that, except you would be investing in a person anywhere in America. Um, you would then own some equity in their life. So you would own a percentage of whatever they achieved. And so in in this world, people are compelled to make decisions based on what their investors want them to do. And it's very com- complicated, uh, but, but really interesting. And then the idea is that his protagonist is not from this world. He, he travels to it and he decides not to become incorporated and it causes a rift in their society because people don't understand why he would not want this investment because and, and he has to ask himself, you know, what is freedom if I if I have these influences and it was so cool and I haven't read it, but I want to.
1: That no, sounds. Really um, I want to read it too. Yeah. Where can we buy it? Let's see. Does he have a? I don't
2: know. Or, by the way, we're just. Yeah. Looking we're at his looking at his
1: card. card. <laughs> the it's the dot com. Yeah. And Danny, we're gonna do this right now. If you want to email Danny about his book, it's Danny D A N I at the dot com. Yeah. Shout out to a local writer that. He is in the tech space without being in the tech space. Should
2: I just read this? Yeah,
1: let's read it. We're going to read the back of his card.
2: It says, A brilliant industrialist named Justin Cord awakes from a 300-year cryonic suspension into a world that has accepted an extreme form of market capitalism. It's a world in which humans themselves have become incorporated and most people no longer own a majority of themselves. Justin Cord is now the last free man in the human race, owned by no one and owning no one.
1: Now, my question is, did you read that in your grown-up voice? What do you think? I think you did.
2: <laughs> I could because I was reading. I didn't have to think about what I was saying. I'm still in it.
1: Kinsey, thanks so much for hanging out with We Are LA Tech on this LA Startup Spotlight. We loved having you. If you believe in We Are LA Tech and everything that we're doing, go to com slash believe. If you want to further integrate yourself into the LA Tech community, go to com slash VIP. We have an 800 private chat group strong Slack going on and uh, it's really cool. You could find it Job, find your investor, find your business partner. It's a, it's amazing. Uh, one of a, one of the members in we are La Tech actually found his roommate a few weeks ago. So you could pretty much find anything. I absolutely adore you guys. I'm so so grateful for having Start Engine on the show today, and I can't wait for you guys to connect with them further. And we will see you again or hear you again as I've been corrected before on the next La Startup Spotlight. We are La Tech podcast.